the Buddha spoke in his teaching of the capacity we all have to open our hearts, to connect with a quality of unconditional caring and kindness, a natural and responsive capacity for engaging with others and with ourselves from a place of warmth and friendliness. And he gave a very particular instruction and form with regard to developing this capacity, connecting with this potential within our own hearts. And this will be the the practice that we will be using through this weekend retreat. In entering into or beginning to engage with such a process of connecting with our capacity for kindness and for love, inviting our hearts to more and more fully open. It can be useful just to reflect for a moment on the the painfulness and the limitation that arises through the degree to which our hearts are not open. How we experience what it's like when we feel distant or disconnected, when we feel hostile or angry towards others or ourselves or the world or life in general. It's not something particularly surprising or sort of a great or unusual revelation, I suspect, for any of us to recognize that these conditions do not serve our well-being and do not serve our world. And yet to acknowledge that we don't also know how to be free of them or we don't necessarily have the capacity to release the grip that negativity and reactivity in the form of ill will, anger, hatred, these powerful and destructive forces. We don't necessarily know at all times and in all situations how to deal with them skillfully. So that we come from a sense of, we come to practice from a sense of interest, from a sense of willingness to look and to learn, to see what is possible for us. The practice of loving-kindness meditation is one in which we orient our heart towards the possibility, the invitation of well-wishing, of caring for, of opening to others and ourselves. And in this process we need to be very careful that we don't do it in a coercive way. We don't do it in a way that is born out of other forms of reactivity or judgment, that the intention that underlies our actions in our lives and equally in this practice 
needs to be one of caring and of kindness. Needs to be one of softness and gentleness. And at the same time, having with that caring and that gentleness a certain commitment, a certain steadfastness in the willingness to open. It's easy in our lives to focus upon what is wrong, what is difficult, what is painful in ourselves and in others. And when we do this, what tends to happen in the mind is that it contracts, it tightens. We find ourselves caught in cycles of reactivity, of negativity. And through that reaction, that negativity, and that contraction, we experience, I think many of us, and often, a sense of being cut off or distant, a sense of disconnecting from, or being somehow apart from others in the world, a sense of being different, or removed or separate. And this distance, this removal, this sense of being separate is actually the deeper suffering we experience, the deeper pain. And so the the movement in practice in, in loving kindness meditation is not just to open our heart and to extend caring and kindness to others and ourselves, but equally to understand what it means to bridge that gap or perhaps more accurately, to dissolve the appearance of that gap or that separation between ourselves and others. And so, in loving-kindness meditation, we are invited to reflect upon and to focus upon that which is wholesome, that which is beautiful, beneficial, noble, worthy or delightful in others and in ourselves. The Buddha recognized that when we give attention to those things which are wholesome, which are beneficial, which are beautiful, which are delightful, which are noble, when we give attention to them, we quite naturally feel appreciation for and a sense of well-wishing towards others and towards ourselves. Recognizing the, the goodness in others, recognizing the goodness in our own being, this is understood to be the proximate cause, the immediate cause, we could say, for the arising of a sense of kindness and care. And the sense of kindness and care is not one that wishes something to be gained for ourselves. It's not about getting something. It can be we experience a sense of caring bound up at the same time with some clinging, some attraction in a form of desire that isn't necessarily so helpful. Here, the movement or the invitation to this practice is to connect with a sense of caring that is actually simply wishing for the well-being of another or oneself. 
And this is the this is the direction of the practice that we engage with the intention to wish well, to wish happiness, as we were doing in a very simple way yesterday evening and this morning with wishing well, ease, well-being for our bodies, for just being present as we start to connect and arrive here, that that wishing well is the way, the natural response of caring, of loving-kindness, of friendliness. And so, without denying that, of course, there are those things which are less delightful, we could say, in this world, in others, and in ourselves, to have for these days of this weekend retreat the invitation to put that to one side, to not need to give so much attention to all of that. We usually do plenty of it in our lives and probably won't be forgotten entirely. But to see what would it be to notice that which we appreciate, to allow ourselves to emphasize or to amplify, not in terms of making it bigger, but amplify our attention to that which is wholesome. Because we all wish for happiness and the end of sorrow. This is, this is a truth that applies to us all. Although for you and for me it might be different what we wish for that we think will bring it, or how we might experience it, or what we find difficult. That can vary according to, an, it seems like, infinite number of possibilities. But that we basically wish for happiness or peace. We might describe it with a different word. Maybe we wish for for truth, or for freedom, just to be safe. But noticing what resonates for you, what you might feel, if, if you were to imagine what you most deeply wished for. Loving kindness is the practice in which we allow <coughs> ourselves to offer that that we most wish for to ourselves and to offer that which we believe or understand to be most precious for another, to wish that for them too. So just noticing right now what it's like to reflect or to contemplate the possibility of giving attention to that which is beautiful, or delightful, or simply wholesome and good in yourself and in others. To really allow a few moments of reflection on this. We so easily tend to focus on what's wrong. If you look at the front page of a newspaper, it's almost always about what's gone wrong today. It's fascinating. But it's actually not what serves our heart. And our mind sometimes isn't that different than a newspaper. So just taking a moment to sense what's something wholesome, beneficial, delightful, noble or good that you can notice in yourself. 
see if it's okay even to invite that possibility. It's not to expect that you are perfect or anyone else. Of course, we aren't. Certainly I'm not. I don't know about you guys. But what would it be to just let that in? How would you relate to yourself? If you understood that in your heart of hearts, essentially caring and goodness was your nature. And the underlying movement or energy that all movement, all action came from. You don't necessarily need to comprehend in your mind what that might mean. But just imagine, sense for a moment in your heart what it would be like if that was so. If you could just trust that that were true. The practice of loving kindness is one which, although it can be incredibly challenging, is intended to be engaged with from where it's most accessible, from where it's most possible for you to connect with a sense of caring and of well-wishing, to feel a sense of kindliness or friendliness. And so traditionally, in this practice originating in Asia, traditionally one is encouraged to begin practicing with oneself as someone who would one would naturally wish well-being for. It can be that for Westerners, with our particular cultural conditioning and social context of, it seems for many, often a degree of isolation or disconnection, that there can be also a very strong reactivity towards oneself. And oneself isn't always the easiest place to begin. So I'd like to speak a little bit about that situation, that reality, but also to see that for some of us it may be that the best place to begin isn't with ourselves. It will be with someone else who we naturally feel a sense of warmth or kindliness towards, for whom it's really easy to engage with that sense of caring. And I'll probably say this quite a few times over this weekend, but don't do what you think you should do in this practice in such, making such a choice, see if you can listen to what you feel moved to do. So that there's a way in which you allow your heart to lead this rather than your mind with all its ideas and views and judgments, which really aren't needed here. So you can invite them to have a weekend off, if you like. They may still hang around, that's fine. But to, to open our heart to ourselves, This is actually the place where we need to begin, many of us. But it's not that we have to begin here. It's certainly a place we all need to include. And it can be that in our lives, because of mistakes we've made or harms we've caused, or when we haven't actually made a mistake or caused any harm, but just because of someone else's reactivity, particularly when we're small, we get the message that somehow we're not okay or somehow we're not lovable 
or we have to make up or somehow make amends for our life. And sadly, in that process, we can close our hearts to our own life. We can more easily feel that, well, I should cultivate loving kindness for others, but for myself? I'm not sure really whether that feels right. The Buddha once said that you could look the whole world over and you would not find another being more worthy of your love than yourself. Just letting that in for a moment. (coughs) Not to say that one is more worthy than others, but there is not another who is more worthy than yourself. And from that place of just trusting in the worthiness that you have, that you are, to receive your own kindness and friendliness. Seeing if you can contact how much you wish for happiness or peace or whatever it is that you most deeply wish for, allowing yourself to be in contact with that experience. And from that place of contacting, just seeing if you can wish that for yourself if you can extend a sense of friendliness to yourself. Allow yourself to be comfortable as you do this. If your body needs to move or change position, feel free to do so, as seems appropriate, doing so quietly and gently. And having brought just to mind that sense of yourself, I'll offer you now some phrases that you could use or you could find some other ones that worked more for you, that you connected with. What's important here is to find what helps you open, what helps you connect. And to know that as you do this, you may not necessarily feel something particular or or that which you might hope to feel, but let whatever comes be there. Don't try and make anything happen here. Just see if you can incline or open yourself towards this possibility. So having a sense of just holding yourself. First bringing your attention into your body, feeling your body. You might find it useful just to let your attention move through the region in the centre of your chest, where the breathing flows through the heart centre. Just contact that region, letting it be just as it is. And turning towards your own heart, as it were, your own life, with a sense of kindliness or friendliness, so far as you're able. You can just repeat to yourself quietly, softly, these phrases that I'll offer or others if you find they might work better for you, to wish yourself well. May I be happy and peaceful.
May I be healthy and well. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and joy. Offering these phrases as an expression of kindness and well-wishing towards yourself. And seeing if you can allow yourself to receive them. Notice if there's any resistance to that. That's okay, just let it be. And then again. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be healthy and well. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and joy. When you use the phrases in this way, it's not making a demand that you should have this experience nor is it asking permission to have this experience. It's inviting that possibility that if this was in your capacity to make it happen, wouldn't you naturally do so? If it could be so at the snap of a finger, wouldn't you do that and make it so for all time? Because we wish to be happy to be safe, to be well, to be peaceful. Naturally, we wish this for ourselves. Although, of course, there can be reactivity or we may not connect with it initially. And so... Having taken a few moments just to be with yourself in that way and just see what's there. There might be some tenderness or warmth. There may be irritation. 
or reactivity. There may be boredom and disinterest. That's okay. Just notice what's there. And see if you can make the intention to wish well. It's the intention that is the transforming agent in this practice. We're not looking to make a particular (coughs) result through willpower or effort, but to align with an intention of kindness in which each phrase, each intention, is like planting a seed of caring, planting a seed of friendliness, and trusting that in the in the warmth and the kindness of this environment, those seeds can begin to grow in the safety and the spaciousness of this retreat, that the seeds in our heart can begin to grow, can continue to grow, and ultimately to bear fruit. And so again, just turning towards yourself. It's as though you were to, in a gentle and friendly way, gather your own heart in your your heart. With warmth and friendliness. How would you care for yourself if you were just a little baby right now? Helpless, vulnerable, harmless. Wouldn't it be natural just to extend a sense of well-wishing to this being, having all once been small babies, helpless and vulnerable? This aspect of our being is still here. One day we will all be old and die. And again be helpless, vulnerable, harmless. How natural it will be in that time if we could be there to wish ourselves well in that moment, in that place. For all of us, our journey includes this. (coughs) And so again, just extending some phrases, and I'll again offer the ones that I'm using. They're the ones that work for me. If you find something that's shorter, or longer, or simpler, or just different, that's okay. But it's useful to use some words to help connect that part of our mind that uses words with this intention of caring and well-being. And yet the intention is primary here. The words are a vehicle for that intention. May I be happy and peaceful of heart. May I be healthy and well. May I be free from pain and suffering. 
May I live with ease and joy. a poem by Mary Oliver that for me speaks to this sense of trusting in our own worthiness, being worthy of our own care, called the wild geese. And so I just invite you to sit, if you can, with a sense of friendliness towards yourself as you take in these words. You do not have to be good. You do not have to crawl on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert, repenting. You have only to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you about mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese. Harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. You do not have to be good. You have only to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. This is the practice of loving-kindness. As I said, for some, beginning with oneself is not easy. If you find strong or very difficult reactivity arising, and this is not unusual, we can find ourselves feeling unworthy, blaming ourselves, angry with ourselves. If we find that arising, sometimes this is not the most useful place to begin. And in a sense of kindness towards ourselves, out of a friendliness and a gentleness with ourselves, we can choose to begin with some other being. So just now for everyone, I'd invite you to just reflect on who it might be. If you were in this moment given the opportunity to spend some time with someone that you cared for, or some being that touched your heart, that you had a reasonably 
simple and straightforward relationship with, where there was just a, for you a sense of perhaps having received something precious from this person, where there's an easy sense of appreciation or gratitude or friendliness or love that you can access, that may be a, a grandparent or a teacher, a benefactor of some sort, maybe a beloved pet or a favorite cuddly toy. Just something where you notice that your heart responds, some being, where your heart responds with a sense of caring, easily and naturally, where it might be something of a, of a sweet thing for you to spend some time with this being. Maybe a, a beloved friend. Letting it be someone for whom the relationship is easy and not complicated. So probably not a, a partner, for instance. And just an opening to their presence as if you could bring this being, this person, this life, very close to you right now, as if they were with you in the room, sitting perhaps in front of you. And just taking a moment to notice and to reflect that this person wishes to be happy and free of suffering. Just as you yourself, just as I. And that in remembering them and bringing them into our heart with appreciation, we might naturally wish for their well-being and happiness. That capacity in the heart might be quite easily accessible. And so, just having brought someone to mind in this way, who you feel moved or would like to wish well, who perhaps brings a smile to your face in remembering or recalling, as if they were here and could receive it, which they can, if they could receive from you your inner thoughts and intentions. To hold them in your heart and wish them well. Perhaps using the same phrases that you were using just now, or if there's something particular that you think they would wish for or that you would like to wish them. Again, seeing what feels meaningful for you. To hold them in a sense of kindness and open your heart to them. And wish them well using some phrases. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and well. May you live with ease and joy. May you be free.
from pain and suffering. And again, different feelings may arise. Maybe warmth or tenderness. Maybe reactivity. Maybe sadness. Maybe nothing at all. Whatever might be there, let it be there. And just again turn towards this being that you've chosen. Who you care for. Somewhat easefully or naturally. Allowing your heart to smile at May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and well. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you live with ease and joy. Having completed those phrases, again just coming back into contact with the breathing as it moves through the region in the center of your chest, the heart center. So just coming back into your body, into your heart, in a very felt sense of the physical, energetic presence of your heart and your body. And just noticing how it is right now maybe open and soft or tender, may feel tight or hard or closed, maybe doesn't feel very much at all. That's okay, just however it is. Let it be known, let it be felt. And then just seeing who you feel moved to do the practice of loving kindness for. It's equally fine to choose yourself or someone who you love and care for, easily, naturally. And don't make it too complicated. Just to choose one or the other. In this practice, it's the process of opening our heart. That is what's the intention. And so, to whom we're opening it? in some ways is less important. Although including ourselves and a range of different beings is naturally and usefully part of the process. For now, just bringing yourself or the other person, whichever you've chosen, into your heart. Or this other being, it may not be a human being. 
bringing them in. Or yourself inviting with friendliness and meeting with the phrases of loving kindness, offering to them. And just doing this yourself slowly and gently for the next few minutes. Remembering to connect with the meaning of the words you use as an offering from your heart to yourself or the other person you've chosen.
And if you become distracted or find yourself thinking about something other than the practice of loving kindness, just coming back, reconnecting with the sense of well-wishing and kindness, beginning again with the phrases of friendliness and care. to the person you have chosen, yourself or another, wishing well. And now, just finish the phrases that you're on. And gently releasing the person, yourself or another, who you're with. Again, coming back into your body. Feeling yourself sitting here. Feeling the breathing moving through the heart center the region in the middle of your chest. Just being with yourself sitting here in a kind and friendly way. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.